0: Greetings from Studio 47 at Augustana University, and welcome to Calling All Years Good, a podcast exploring vocation throughout the lifespan. I'm your host and narrator, Ann Rosendale, campus pastor and proud graduate of Augustana. From the moment we are born, we have a calling. Hard to believe? Think of an infant or child you know, and all that they summon out of you. Babies call their parents to be mothers and fathers. Kids in school call their teachers to teach. A child's vocation is to bring others into relationship and service. This notion that even the youngest among us have a calling is very Lutheran. In fact, this is one of the reasons that Lutherans baptize infants, to affirm the ways that God is calling them into God's work from the very beginning of life Carrie Olson Manning is assistant professor of biology at Augustana. Recently, she and her husband brought their son, Walter, to the Augustana Chapel to be baptized. Carrie and I sat down for a conversation in preparation for Walter's baptism. Walter, oh my gosh, he's so cute. He's eight months old. Eight months old. (laughs) Yeah. What's he doing? His main personality trait is hungry. He is just like- (laughs) He's a good eater? He was born- nine and a half pounds Mm -hmm. and he has not looked back like he (laughs) like he yeah he came out and was immediately hungry. Tell me about why you want to have Walter baptized how that's significant for you and your family. You know growing up in a church was important for my husband and I and we want our kids to have that same sense of community and the same sense of you know something that's outside of yeah. You, yeah. I, don't, I don't know how to say that. Yeah, and no, no, yeah. that's really good. So sometimes when I talk to families about baptism, I'll, I'll tell them the story of my sister who was baptized. And when my sister graduated from college, she decided that she was gonna go to, into the Peace Corps. And she was in the Peace Corps for two years in West Africa. And my mother, I mean, I don't think she slept for two years because <laughs> <laughs> she was yeah. up worried about my sister and what, you know, yeah, what was happening to her and was she okay? And and I think, but this is what happens when we baptize a child. We, we give them over, in a sense, to the call of God. Right. And we say that you and Andy are Walter's parents, but now God is this third parent in the mix. Right. That's how I like to think of it. And so God now has a say in that <laughs> child's life and has a pull on that child's life. And you do too. Right. But you have to negotiate your pull with God a little <laughs> bit, right? So what you might want for Walter might be different than what God wants for Walter. And right. how do you navigate that? Right. Yeah. And so I think with my mom, you know, she had to make peace with the fact that she had entrusted her daughter to god Mm -hmm. and that god would be with her even when she was um, sleeping under mosquito nets in west africa one of the things that baptism does is to drown out our sin our selfishness so all of a sudden we are not the center of the universe anymore and really that is a radical thing to do with a baby who demands to be the center of the universe <laughs> all the time yeah. I mean here's Walter give me more food yeah. I want to eat yeah. um, I want to be held whatever right and our inclination as parents is to make him the center of the universe okay you're crying I'll come to your you know come right. to your back and call um, but God all of a sudden says no this baby is not the center of the universe God is the center of the universe, so it's a shift, and it's a radical shift. And I think in some ways it's even harder to do that with a baby than it is with an adult. Walter was baptized on a snowy Sunday in December, surrounded by family, friends, and a community of faithful people. Walter James, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. After a person is baptized, the congregation speaks words of welcome. These words are also a charge to the baptized one to join God and God's people in the important work of love and service. We welcome you into the body of Christ and into the mission we share. Join us in giving thanks and praise to God and bearing God's creative and redeeming words to all the world. Walter's baptism has extra meaning for Carrie and her family because Carrie's dad recently suffered a stroke. He is now wheelchair-bound and is cared for full-time by Carrie's mom on the family farm. As a way of honoring Carrie's dad, she and her sister played a song on the guitar that he had once played to celebrate baptisms. The song that Carrie and her family sang at Walter's baptism is the perfect prayer for someone seeking to faithfully live into the calling of God. It's a prayer that, as life unfolds, people like Walter and Carrie and her aging father would know God's promise that in every chapter, through the highest highs and the lowest lows, God is giving new life and opening up new opportunities for us to make a meaningful contribution to the world. As kids grow, they begin to develop their own sense of identity and vocation. I spent some time with three, four, and five-year-olds at Augustana's Campus Learning Center, a preschool for children of university employees. The day I visited happened to be show-and-tell day. All right, Mr. Connor. What is it? Xylophone. Is this yours? Very cool. Xylophone. Good choice. Start, what is xylophone start with, friends? Hey. Good job. I joined a group of preschoolers in the circle room at the Campus Learning Center, a colorful space with a circular carpet patterned with a ring of numbers. We each took a seat on our favorite number and launched into a conversation about vocation. And what I'd like you to do to start is I want you to say your name and tell me how old you are. So, my name is Ann, and I'm 37. Okay, Nora, you want to try it? My name is Nora and I'm four. My name is Sophia and I'm four. And what's your name? Arthur. Arthur. And how old are you, Arthur? Three. Can you say it out loud? Three. You're three. So, Help. here's what I want to know first. I want to know, and we'll let's go around the circle just like we did. I want you to tell me what you want to be when you grow up. Okay. Um, do you want to start, Nora? A sister. You want to be a sister? Yeah! Are you a sister already? Yeah! Nora, by the way, is the big sister of the same Walter whose baptism we just eavesdropped on earlier in this episode. And so, what are the kinds of things that you do to be a big sister to him? Um, That's- throw away a stinky diaper. <laughs> That's a really good answer. Okay, Sophia, can you tell me what you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a ballerina. (gasps) wow. Tell me about ballerinas. They spin and do ballerina things. Oh my goodness. They balance. They do balance. And they jump. Yes, they do. And they twirl. And they twirl. Okay Michael, you're up. What what do you want to be when you grow up, Michael? Um tiger. A tiger? Really? That is so fascinating. Tell me more about what tigers do. I, um tigers be cats and they can want to and I can say, Whoa! 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 <laughs> You all make really good tigers. <laughs> okay, Arthur. I didn't get to ask you. What do you want to be when you grow up? Um, a lion. You want to be a lion? hey, you know what? Lions and tigers are best friends. Are they really? Yeah, because they're friends. Sorry guys, I need to go potty. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Go potty. Take care of business. What do you want to be when you grow up? Is a question we ask kids all the time. It's a good question because it gets them dreaming about things they might like to do and how they can make their own way in the world. But there's another question parents and teachers can ask that goes a bit deeper to get a vocation rooted in service. Okay, here's my question. Is there a problem in the world that you want to fix? Ooh. Is there a, can you think of a big problem in the world that you want to fix? Ooh. Think about it and if you have one, raise your hand. Hmm. Sophia what's a big problem in the world you want to fix? Um, fixing cars. Fixing cars? Yes. Oh, how can, how can you fix cars? With t- tools. With tools? That's perfect. That's a great way to help when other people. When the doors are broken. Yep. So, um, yeah. when buildings fall down. When buildings fall down? What are you going to do when buildings fall down, Arthur? Um, not building they? back up when, when, when they break. And so what are you going to do to help? Fix the building. You're going to fix the building. Kids are born with an innate sense of loving and caring for others. Justice and fairness are inherent values for children. So it stands to reason that kids can think of all sorts of problems that they want to solve and can come up with many creative ways to serve other people. This imagination challenges grown-ups to see the world through more generous and compassionate eyes. Caring adults can help nurture vocation in children in so many ways, through baptismal promises, through naming gifts and skills that we see kids exercising at home and at school, and through asking questions that go beyond what do you want to be, and begin to explore who they might help and how they might serve. What's a big problem in the world that you want to fix? That's the vocational question of childhood and beyond. Thanks for listening and for thinking about your own vocation along with Carrie, Walter, all the kids from the Campus Learning Center, and me. More stories are coming, so stay tuned. Take good care, and God bless.